happy holidays, everybody. If this is, uh, I don't know if we're going to be recording next week, so I'm just going to say it. Uh, this is episode five of Pod by the River. Or is it on the river? I don't I don't even know anymore, man. But uh, I'm Ed Hand, uh, co-host, uh, creator of lists, uh, researcher of, of, of free agents. Uh, and as I was saying to Brady before, owner of a new Red Sox hat. I, I hadn't had a Boston Red Sox hat until a couple days ago. Now I, I have a new one. If you're uh, watching this, you'll be able to see that. But uh you guys don't want to know about my hatch. You don't care. There's really only one reason that you're here, and that's uh, returning uh, due to popular demand after his uh, glorious return to podcasting. We've got Justin MLB here. How are you doing today, Mr. Justin? I'm doing swell. Uh, it's a nice rainy day today, and, uh, you know, just really uh, refreshing uh, Marino Pepin's uh twitter page and it's, it's it's a lot of fun it's almost exhausting one would say yeah it uh we'll get to we'll get to old marino in a, in a minute but uh good to have <laughs> you hogdale's hogdale's out right now um he, he was he was a little vague about it i don't really know i think he alluded mm. to something christmas related so i am thinking he's gotta start delivering gifts now uh we're also joined by papa elf um, I, 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 that's what he has written, uh, for his name here, but you, you know him as, uh, as Ryan Brady. How are you doing, Brady? I'm doing great. I'm, I'm, everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything, nothing to see here. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. Everything's fine. I feel like like we've kind of, uh, we've done a real switcheroo here. Cause last year I was like, yeah, no, like I'm pretty comfortable with what the Red Sox are doing. And now I'm kind of like. I don't fucking know, man. And you're like, no, no, things are good. Things are good. Yeah, your text the other day, I was like, uh-oh, Ed's going down. He's going down. So, like, it's fine. Role reversal in all good relationships. Sometimes one has to pull the other up, and it's okay. We're, we're going to be – everything's going to be fine. It's going to be fine. Yeah. It's going to be great. It's funny because people are telling me I, I'm, I'm too negative because I don't care that the Red Sox are trying on Yamamoto. If they get him, great. If they don't, that's not so great. But, like, this whole, like, they're putting effort into it, so we should celebrate that. Like, I, I are the standards that low that we didn't mm. even expect them to try to sign the best free agent pitcher uh, available in a year that they desperately need free agent pitching? I think it's a good sign. Um, you know, I mean, it's not, like... <laughs> We, we could sit back and say, you know, well, they're really not involved at all. I mean, there's there's nothing to really celebrate about. We, this is an offseason where we knew that they had to do a lot of things and be involved with the, the you know, the elite free agents. And we're seeing that. And we've been through, you know, we've been through uh, trade deadlines in the past where that didn't really happen. We've been through free agencies in the past that that didn't really happen. And, you know, for for them to go in the, in, in the past and say, we want to be competitive, we want to, you know, put a good product on the field, and then they go ahead and end up um, signing Corey, uh, Corey Kluber, you know, like, it's it's kind of like, you know, we're now it's, it, it, it's, it's a little different now, so... I think Brady has a little PTSD you know. from Corey Kluber, just from the look <laughs> of your face I think we all do. <laughs> I think we all do. I think we so how, how about you, Brady? Why are you so different this year than last year on this? Well, you know, I've said this before. I, unpopular take, 
the one constant with the Boston Red Sox since 2002-ish is the ownership. That's it. And they've won four rings. Not Cora, not Haim, not Breslow. There's one constant. And they are manic. Like, that's true. Like, they're like, we're going to be a player development machine. Then we're going to spend money like it's going out of style. And then we're going to, like, they just keep going back and forth. They don't know what they're going to do. We're going to return back to the crazy, big, spending, bad Red Sox. But it may not be this offseason. And in all honesty, if there's a 14-year deal out there for Yamamoto, I don't want it. Like, at all. Like, that's okay. That's cool. That That's going to age fucking horribly. You so, wouldn't you want it with any opt-outs, though? I if, if the Red Sox sign Yamamoto a 14-year deal and it's not a real 14 where they're not on the hook for 14 years where if his arm blows out and after yeah. like year seven, they can just be like, this didn't work out. This is awful. Cause like I'm old, I'm old enough to remember Dice K and being so fucking pumped and being like, he's 26. He's a stud. He was not a stud. He was not a stud. He was a, he was a, at best a number three really at best. And at time yeah. was bottom rotation. Uh, it doesn't, you know what? I'd love it for the right deal, but it feels like it's going to a place that's already not, whoever gets them is going to sell a lot of jerseys and they're going to win the off season. What team that wins the off season wins, wins the ring. They'll be fine. They're not going to win a world series next, next year. They're not one move away. They're building the, they're building the foundation. It's already there. Now it's time to, to supplement and make a good winning baseball team. That's what I want. So let's back up a little bit and just uh, recount what happened yesterday because we were recording this on Sunday. Um, Saturday was, uh, was 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 interesting because we had our old friend. Do you guys remember our old buddy? Uh, was Marino Papin? Is that how you pronounce? Is that his name? I believe. Uh, yeah, so. I think. I think. Yeah, uh, yeah I think it's Pe- Pepin. Pepin. Uh, I'm pretty sure it's Pepin. So, Mr. Pepin, uh, who was very active last year on social media about Xander Bogart specifically and turned out to be wrong about uh, pretty much everything, um, said that the Red Sox had uh, made a $300 million offer to Yamamoto and that their clauses, this and that, and that they're being very aggressive. So, I don't know about you guys, but my initial reaction to this was oh, wow, this is the first we're hearing of it, and it's from this guy, so it's probably bullshit. But uh, we then uh, got it backed up a little bit by, um, oh, my God, I'm blanking on his name, like the former GM from the... Jim, um, Jim Bowden? Jim Bowden, Jim yeah. Bowden, yeah, yeah, yeah. Yeah, and he was like, no, no, they really did this, and so did the Giants. <clears throat> and so, you know, like over the next 12 hours or so, just all of these different stories are coming out about how uh, Yamamoto ate with the Coens, and he... He is coming to Fenway, and he's uh, he, he was really excited about the Red Sox offer for him to come to Fenway. So, and then the Yankees got all jealous, and they like rushed him coming to Yankee Stadium or something. I I, I kind of seems like there's a lot there's a lot of stuff going on there. But uh, this is the, the did, did I capture all this stuff the correct way? By the way, did I miss any details here? Yeah, no, um, I don't think you really miss anything. I, I mean, uh, there were a lot of people saying that it was a leverage ploy or what have you, but I mean, there's a lot of ways that you can really, you know, you can believe what you want to believe pretty much when it comes down to all this. So, When you say I, a I lot like of that. people, I will tell you that I am one of them. I, 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 I fully yeah. thought that this was just another like, oh, they're just bringing the Red Sox into this again, just like uh, Heyman did all last offseason. I think I'm just like, I, I'm, so, I'm just... <laughs> too fresh on last year to get too excited right now until they actually do something yeah that, that's where i am i 
I think I think it's important to remember that you need to take everything that you see, unless it's Jeff Passan, with a grain of salt. You have to. You you just have to. Like with the way that we've seen how reporters have been this year. I, I mean, we're tracking flights. We're you know uh, we're we're saying that you know Otani made his decision and he's going to the to the Toronto Blue Jays. There was a, a Dodgers writer that that wrote an article that said that he made up his mind and he is going to the Blue Jays. And then obviously we knew that that wasn't true. And it, it's just it's just been an absolute shit show. But the one constant has been Jeff Passan is just reporting what he knows is 100 percent factual. And I mean, you you have to wait for passing. It's that's really what you have to do. You can make it into a hashtag if you really want to, but it's true. Like he's he's the one and only source that you have to you pretty much you know have to wait on. You know he he does he does a great job at that. So um, that's that's what I'm doing at least. You know I'm I'm like ten percent more optimistic than I was a couple of days ago. You know so we'll see. I don't know. We we'll, we we'll, we'll, we'll just have to have a little patience. I think. You know, I, I, I didn't mean to cut you off earlier. No, it's a, I just like that uh, old friend Dave Nebrowski said, you know, I'm, I'm going to fuck around with shit just to <laughs> just to keep everybody honest. Just to like, you know, why not? It's like, you know, I, I don't know. I, I, you know, I just I, I wish baseball had a, a better way of doing things. Like, I, I wish that, you know, there was a, a freeze period and, a, you know, like it just it drags it out. Um, I actually kind of feel a little bad in a way for guys like like Jordan Montgomery. Right. He's just sitting there and going like. Probably shouldn't sign until because my my number is probably going to go up, and everyone who didn't get Yamamoto is going to get Jordan Montgomery. Is probably going to get the better pitcher for the better price. There, I said I don't give a shit, right? Like, oh, wow. Oh, I just I I've I've seen this done so many times through the years. He's thrown zero pitches in a major league baseball game. He could be totally great, but most of them never pan out that way. Hell, you look at you Darvish came over, but you Darvish's career has not. It's not like he you know he's top flight anymore like it, so you sign more sure but he's got like a career 30 play he has the highest no. uh, war of any of any pitcher to come from I, yeah. he's he was an incredible pitcher in his prime yeah. no 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 that's not my point if i'm signing yeah. a 14 year deal to a pitcher i'm not i'm so already out of that that's what i'm saying if you said right now you could sign yamo to a six-year deal cool sign me up once you even get to like eight or ten that's just it's just not those deals don't really age well there's only a handful of, of starting pitching deals that have ever been of length. Mike Mussina comes to mind that he was a he pitched very well. He didn't get hurt throughout it, like the whole thing. Those long-term contracts for, for pitchers don't usually go too well. Scares the shit. Look at Mike Hampton. Mike Hampton was a great well, one. You know, the Rockies signed him. He just he, he forgot to pitch. Well, no, he went to the Rockies also. He sucked <laughs> when he was on the road, yeah. too. Yeah. Like it didn't matter. I, it wasn't I just, just him that year either. I think who was the other guy that went over one of those, like Denny Nagel or someone like that? Yeah, he sure did. That was I remember <laughs> this. That was I think when the Red Sox signed Manny, right? Yeah, yeah, the same so like, year. So you let it all play out. I just you know like those are deals that like I'd love Yamamoto on the Red Sox. That'd be cool, but not for what it uh, now what it's sounding like. I wouldn't. I'd rather say thanks, but no thanks. How about how about you, Justin? Like, what's your limit I, on I, the contract? I see you, you like we like we spoke about before. I, mean, I kind of tease a little bit. And if there's an opt out, it makes me feel a little better. And it's you know something that would attract the player to come to the Red Sox. It would attract the player to come to any team, right? Is is having an opt out? 
But I, I, I think that that gives him the opportunity to make more money if he wants to. It, overall, my, I mean, overall, my limit. You, you got to look at pitchers these days and players these days. If you want the player in his prime, you have to pay him for the end of his career. That's just how it is now. So I think there's a little more acceptance and a little more forgiveness if you do have a bad contract because it's just so common now. It's so common these days. I, I mean, we're we're not we're not really in the days of oh my god, like you know, um, the the Marlins just gave out this insane uh, deal to to Stanton, and no one was really doing that. It was more rare than it is now. I mean, they're they're I mean. Teams are giving out money in years like it's candy. You know what I mean. So if 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 it if it means that we get to have Yamamoto Yamamoto in his prime from twenty five to whatever, say thirty two, thirty three, thirty four, we have to bite the bullet and pay him. You know, for the back end of his career. I mean, as long as they're competitive, then then it doesn't really matter to me. I'm 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 thinking of the front end of his career now then I will be, you know, I'm, I'm just, that's all I'm thinking about right now, you know, is, is just this, these next, you know, three, four, five, six years. And then past that, I mean, I, you know, I'm the, thinking of the it earth, as earth might explode, you know, yeah. <laughs> so we don't know. <laughs> but it's, it's, but. it's more than just the contract, like the, how he performs <clears throat> the contract. It's showing that the Red Sox are still relevant. They're still a destination. Mm -hmm. And right, like you're gonna say, okay, like I'm not going to make this team relevant again over over the last four years of his career or whatever amount it is that he's getting on there. I, I it just seems like a, a risky business choice there. You know, like we yeah. can have this guy for 14 years, or we could have Jordan Montgomery, and maybe it's a better deal, but it's not gonna make the team relevant. Like the the kind of excitement Yamamoto brings is very different than the kind of excitement Jordan Montgomery brings. I, I couldn't disagree more. Honestly, I, I think Jordan Montgomery builds the foundation. The the Red Sox teams are, are they're not Yamamoto away from being, oh shit, they're back. They're not. This is not if you already had those pieces in place, that's the icing on the cake. Right now, I, I look at Lou Merloni's head as the guy, like the voice of reason. This has to be the building point. David Price was the starting point to get the team back to contention, to be a good 2016 and 17 team. Then you bring in sale to put the finishing. We're skipping steps. And the truth really is, I this is, to me, it's so much of a scary unknown. I would much rather sign Corbin Burns next year as a free agent. Much rather sign him as a free agent. Because I know what he does in a major league ballpark. I know what he can do. I think the allure right now is we 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 look and we go, oh, this is what he's gonna be. Look at Otani, look what he can do. This guy's gonna be great. The problem is it doesn't necessarily go that way. Look no further than if you, truth serum, Yoshida didn't have the greatest year in the world. In fact, from expectations from where he started, I think he'd go like for $18 million a year. Eh. Like it's not really, it wasn't like he's not lighting the world on fire. And the truth really is, I look at that too. Is this right now, if they bring in Jordan Montgomery? Maybe Giliotto on, on a, on a one-year deal to kind of bridge it, and they're a competitive team, maybe a wild card team. Cool. That to me feels if you can get Yamamoto at the right number, great. But I don't want to go into like like when we get into like Buzzfest, that's Layer Lucino stuff. That that's actually what kind of like destroys things. You build a baseball team via foundations. They need an innings eater. They need a guy at the at the head of the rotation, but maybe it's not an ace. 
right? We don't know. Maybe Brian Bayo steps up this year anyway and, and claims it that throwing himself and you go, oh shit, we were looking for Yamamoto. We got one all along. I don't know, but I know I'm not, I'm not willing to go to a place that's scary because it always ends up real. People are bitching about Chris sales five-year deal. Like it, like it's the albatross. They can't work around five years, but we're going to hand out 14. That's scary. So I don't disagree with everything you're saying there, but I, I, I do take a major, major issue with you saying that Jordan Montgomery is David Price when they signed David Price. David Price was a perennial Cy Young Award candidate when they got him, and he got the highest contract, I believe, in start for any starting pitcher ever at that point. Montgomery is good. I like Montgomery, but he's, like you said, he's an innings eater. He's, ideally, he's your number three, maybe your number two. But he's not, he's not an ace. I agree. They need those building blocks. They do. But Yamamoto is a 25-year-old pitcher at his peak that is entering free agency. They don't have to deal with, with developing him. They don't have to deal with protecting him. He's right there in his prime years. This isn't a development thing. You're getting the guy at his peak. And he's that's going to cost thrown, a lot. That costs a lot never, to get. He's never thrown a pitch. I mean, like that's the problem is like that's a real thing. He's never thrown one pitch in a. So do you game. think that the scouts are that? I mean, do you think the scouts aren't aware of that? Do you think that like the scouts that are at these guys' games are like, I don't oh think... well, well he's uh, he's done really well in Japan, so it's obviously gonna gonna translate over. Like they they know they know what they're doing. I I don't uh, think that you offer. I don't think you. I don't think the Red Sox are stupid enough that they get bamboozled by Japanese numbers. And this guy's numbers are also just a lot better than. I think anybody that's come over, if you look at what he's done there, I yeah. mean, it's like, it's yeah. like, I believe it was, it's three straight, the equivalent of Cy Young Awards there. His ERA there is, yep. I think for his career, 1.83. This is, this, this is a, this is an actual generational talent. Yeah. No, listen, Tim Lincecum was sick too. Right. And then he fell hey, apart. He won two Cy Young Awards. Right. But that's, that's kind of my point is would I want him? Fuck yeah. I'd want him. On a six-year deal, sign me up. When you go up, when you're even talking 10, might as well talk 25 years. Like, like, like it's just not gonna end well. We're in a we're in a spot where seriously, if Chris Sale wasn't here, oh, we could have done this, could have done that. We can't handle a couple bad years of Chris Sale. What the hell are they gonna do with a 14-year deal? Or when did you turn into high of bloom, Brady? When did you no, become no. high of bloom? <laughs> because the truth really is they are right now. They're not, they're not that guy away anyway. But the but the truth is, let me get Corbin Burns as a free agent next year. Let me get him for seven years. Okay, so years. but what if he gets what if he gets traded and extended? What if that's what I, oh, you can't that's you what can't I count want. on these guys being available <clears throat> okay. or not available. Oh, you I would the Red, I, if I could push a button, I would have the Red Sox this offseason focus on the trade extension for Corbin Burns way over getting Yamamoto. I want I want to take a known quantity for like an eight-year deal than a 14 on a guy. Listen, between the ears, there's a lot of people that get very things don't work out right. There's a lot of can't misses. Carl Crawford was a stud till he wasn't. Like that star really fell apart really fucking fast. It only took a few months in Boston. How many games until he dropped him down? Corbin Burns, it could happen yeah. to him too. And you've already, you've I already committed to him. But I wouldn't the risk is always there. The risk is always there. there. So just just to go back to the logic, like I, I don't I don't want to I don't want to I don't want to gang up on Brady. That's that's not what I'm trying to do. That's but I think it's just, it's just good for it. like, conversation. Yeah. <laughs> oh, okay. So you're yeah. That's that kind of works then. It's fine. <laughs> you say when you say like 
the the Red Sox are not a Yamamoto away from being like a World Series contender. So mm-hmm. it's like, okay, so we so we wait until we're good and then we get the good pitcher. But then if we don't get the good pitcher, then we're not good. And then what are we waiting for? You know what I mean? It's like a never ending cycle. Like if you have, we can't, we can't control when these guys are free agents. We can't control when these guys are on the market. We can't control any trades. We can't push their trades through. If this guy's available now, then you get him now. And then you deal with all that other shit later. That's how I look at it. What if he, what if he, what if it doesn't work out? There's a lot of, there's a lot of what ifs. What if, what if he, what if he gets hit by a bus? You know, like God forbid, I I don't, I'm not trying to say that, you know, anything bad. Who's just saying the bus and it's pissed. (laughs) <laughs> who's, a safe, who's a safer bet? Who's a safer bet for next year in terms yeah. of money? when the year is done? Would you feel okay. better betting on Yamamoto or Corbin Burns yeah. for next season? Just next season. Uh, if Corbin Burns was on the Red Sox, you saying? Sure, put them both at Fenway Park. Both on the Red Sox. Yep. I don't know. I, I mean, I mean, if I like gut gut instinct, I would say Corbin Burns because he's in the middle of his prime. I would say how 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 I don't know how how old off the top of my off, off the top of my head I don't know how old he is 30, 30, like 30, 30 right? Maybe? Let's yeah. let's call him let's call him okay. twenty nine right? He looks like a twenty nine year old guy. Good looking guy. Yeah, <laughs> I don't know what right. he looks like. He's twenty. He is twenty nine. So okay. boom, hats off to you. Um, I, but like that's that's what I'm saying. Like you're you're. I'd rather pay a guy for his twenty five to 28 years than sign a guy when he's 30 and then Corbin Burns is not going to accept an extension under seven years I can guarantee you right that right now you look at the extension that you Darvish had with the Mm -hmm. Padres and Corbin Burns is going to say or Corbin Burns agent is going to say I want that there's no reason why I can't have that you know what I mean I want that longevity longevity I want that job security so I think this all just goes back to the risk, the risk taking. When Kyle Bloom was here with us, not us, you know what I mean. When he was mm-hmm. with the Red Sox, the the whole the whole narrative was that he didn't take the risks. He wasn't a risk taker. He was too afraid of what if, what if, what if, and it was uh, paralysis by analysis, over analysis. That's kind of what we're doing now, right here. It, it's a lot of you know what if Yamamoto's in pitch, and I understand that he's never thrown an MLB pitch in his life, but. When a lot of the, when, when all of these guys come up in the system, they haven't thrown MLB pitches either. You know what I mean? Never in their life. And then all of a sudden, they—I'm not saying I'm not comparing—but they turn into the Clayton Kershaw. They turn into Tim Lincecum, if you want. You know, like it, it's just—it's like an arbitrary way to go about it. And I think if you want the guy, you have to risk. You have to take that risk. You have to. Can I say something? Just ideally, yeah. they get both yeah. of them. Yamamoto that and would be. Could you imagine that, if they just oh, got both yeah. of them? That'd be amazing. That'd be amazing. I, I mean, need, and it's all just money. That's it. Yeah, and they need you both know? because, like you said, yeah, they need that innings eater. They need that building block. Montgomery. Yeah. I don't listen. If they miss out on Montgomery on um, Yamamoto, you got to get Montgomery. Yep. You have to yes. because that's that building yes. block that's there. But there's no. Yeah. I mean, it is just money. You get both it's of them. Money. You've got a number that's one it. and a number three. Right there. Maybe Yamamoto, yeah. maybe he's not a number one. Maybe he ends up being a number three or something like that. But that's still, you didn't have that last year. Last year, you had like seven number fives. So, like, that's right. already oh, progress. Do not put my Nikki P in the number five. Don't take five. He's a number four. Better? Yeah. Yeah, sure. Yeah. I'll take it. <laughs> <laughs> 
I, I just surprised a lot of people. It's just so, I don't know, like, I get it. It just feels like it's Christmas time, right? Like, so like everyone's like buying like the hot item. It's like, everyone's like, you're, you're overpaying on eBay, you know, for like the thing. And it's like, how often do you sit back and go like this? So glad I overpaid. So glad. I it just, it doesn't usually fucking end that way. The best trade, I, one of the most trades I love the Red Sox ever made, right? Pedro Martinez. You go and find the young stud, and then you extend that young stud. That You already knew Pedro was great. It was already understood this little lanky kid could do it in a major league uniform. But somebody else got to prove on their watch he could do it. I, that I can't – I'm not saying he's going to come and fall or, or falter, but if he was more of a number three instead of a number one, okay, maybe he's more of a nibbler than we know and he can't really log the innings. Right. Like those are all things that we just assume because he rocks there, he'll rock here. Or that the pressure gripping the ball or big one pitching every fifth day. Ah, not a problem. Right. I don't really know. But for that longevity, if you told me Yamamoto wanted a three year deal for 50 million per, sign me up. Yep. I actually, if I was his agent, I'd want 55 for three. You know, and I think that let him leave at 28 years old, show he's a stud, and then boom, let him go take his, you know, 10 year deal. But well, yeah. maybe they have just, opt-outs that way, though. You know, like we don't we yeah. don't know what this contract is, even how it's going to be constructed, and what they're no, going to be looking of course. for. And the other thing, the other thing to note too is if you're going to sit there and give him a six-year contract for however many dollars, there will be another team out there that will offer him 10, 12 years. Sure, hundred percent. So if you if you don't offer that, you are automatically just out of the race completely. You know, so that's the other problem too. If you really want the guy. Like, you know, I, I I remember when parents were going ape shit over Tickle Me Elmo when it was a, the hottest fucking thing on the market, man. Like, people were killing each other for this thing. So, you know, if you could overpay just to see your kid be happy, it you could say it's kind of worth it. You know, it's almost like a tax to pay in order to get that item. And maybe John Henry kind of looks at the Red Sox like it's his, like it's his kid. I don't know. Maybe, maybe not. You know, probably not. It's a, it's a probably it's a it's a business thing. But it, I think the analogy is there. You know, like if you want the guy, you have to overpay. So, and I think that's just that's how it always is. It's going to be the same with Ballinger. It's going to be the same with 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 Snell. It's going to be the same with all these guys. So, I don't think Yamamoto is any different. I still think I I, I don't think Yamamoto ends up here. And I in the end, okay. But I still think there's many, many ways to be successful this offseason. I don't, I don't think anything is dried up. I think, I think Breslow said in the beginning, we can make trades too, right? Like you know, and and I think that that's a really telling thing. I think usually when you get starting pitching, often the best starting pitchers are acquired not by free agent signings but by trades. That's the truth. So you know what? I for the buzz, Yamamoto would be great. But if you told me George Kirby walked in the door, right, along with Jordan Montgomery, you can have a really good offseason in a different way. And if it's not him, there's a lot of good young pitchers. Marlins have a, have a slew. All they do is have good starting pitchers out of Miami. So the truth really is there's many ways to be successful. It would be cool. It would be fun. If they sign him, I'd buy a shirt just as fast as anyone could. But God, <laughs> I'd be terrified of a long, long commitment. I would be. Not to a position. Today I learned I feel Ryan like, Brady so. afraid of commitment. Yep. <laughs> 20 years of marriage, but <laughs> petrified. You got it. 
Uh, so, uh, you know, we're, we, we've talked a lot about what the Red Sox could be doing, but let, let, let's talk very quickly because it's it's not that interesting what they did do uh, this week. Uh, they've signed uh, to a minor league deal guy that they wanted last year and didn't get, uh, Roberto Perez, um, two-time gold glove catcher, minor league deal. It was initially reported as major league deal, but then uh, somebody jumped the gun on that. They also did a, a major league deal for some reason. And I like, listen, like I'm sure that there are things that the analytics people see that I don't, but they signed Cooper Chriswell to a major league deal. This is a guy that the Tampa Bay cheating lab uh, could not fix. He still had an ERA of around five and a half over 30 innings, despite uh, being part of those uh, perennial uh, cheaters. What do you guys think of the moves? Um, I, I think, I think the, the, you, you have a flyer and you have triple A depth and that's pretty much it. There's, there's really not a whole lot to look into here. Um, I think we're just so starved for, you know, any substance, any move with any sort of substance in it that this is even like, you know, news noteworthy at all. Um, but you know, I, maybe they, like you said, maybe they see something in Chriswell you know, maybe, maybe it works out. Maybe it doesn't. Does he have options? Is that, uh, yeah, I don't I even he has know. An, I believe so. Okay. So, so there's, there's a little value there, I guess. Right. I mean, if you wanted to, you know, set him up, set him down, whatever, for a little depth, that's, that's cool, I guess. And then um, I know, I know Perez has uh, a lot of him and Bailey have worked together, right. In the past. Yeah. And the Red Sox did that. Yeah. That one I, I actually did like that siding because there isn't yeah, a I don't lot mind of it. catching depth. And he's a good fielder. Yeah. He's a very good fielder. Calls yeah. a good game. Got a little bit of power. No batting yeah. average, but he's kind of like if you were like they were talking about signing Martin Maldonado. I like this a lot better than them getting Maldonado. Yeah, I think I think so too. Because they probably I I don't they I think they probably would have leaned towards signing Maldonado to a, a major league deal. I would say because Maldonado mm-hmm. is so. I mean, he was in a major leagues last year, right? I'm pretty sure with the, with oh, the yeah. Astros, right? <laughs> yeah. So I mean, I like this a whole lot better. Where you know Perez doesn't really. You know, he doesn't really interfere with what's going on. And and if they need him as, you know, someone, if if McGuire gets hurt and they need to call him up, then no big deal. You know, I like it. The Perez one is interesting to me because I don't know. I, I'm not saying it's going gonna, it's gonna to stick, but I could see it never felt like Cora loved McGuire. Like yeah, he was there, but it didn't that. like like I could see a thing where it's an honest, open competition. Right. It really is. And I wouldn't be shocked. Of course, I'd rather have the vet in here. Right. Um, it, it wouldn't shock me. So I think I think his move um, is interesting. Right. It, they theoretically could make a trade. Like could Connor Wong potentially be a guy on the move for part of a bigger package, maybe to get a starting pitcher? Possibly. Um, it's just interesting. I, I think it makes things interesting. I don't know what if it's going to mean anything, but but I like it. And a pitcher that I never heard of before who may be cool. Like, go ahead. Have fun. Like work on. I have no idea. All right. So, in terms of uh, bigger moves that happened, um, I've got two things that I want to I want to ask you guys about uh, the Tyler Glasnow trade. What did uh, you guys think about him uh, finally being out of the AL East? Uh, I like it, but I don't like how Pepio is now in the AL East because that's going to be an issue. 
Oh yeah, no, I, he's going to be a problem uh, until he hurts his arm. Yeah, like everybody else on that team does. Like, yeah, exactly, exactly. Um, as far as the trade for the Dodgers, I like it. I think Margot is really underrated. He plays he he plays a great field. Um, and I think they did the right move in extending him. I, I don't think it's really in the grand scheme of things for the Dodgers right now financially. I think it's a drop in the bucket compared to you know. I mean, it it doesn't really matter anymore. I mean, they're they're spending close to a billion dollars in one year on on players, and they're probably not done yet. And they may get, get Yamamoto too. So, I mean, just fuck it. Just spend all the money. You know, like like just extend him. Just sign this guy, that guy, and then just make a mega team. But I I like it as far as like you know if if they can get a full season out of Glass now, which I don't think anybody's ever seen before in in major True. leagues. Uh, that would be phenomenal. And, I mean, you know, if he had a full season, he'd probably be a, a, a Cy Young candidate. I mean, he's that good. And that's risk-taking. You know, we want to go back to risk-taking. That is an, that's the ultimate risk-taking right there. If he's great, then he's one of the best. Will he, you know, be on the field, you know, for, for, for an entire season? I don't know. I hope so, but probably not. So, but overall, I like it for them. I like it for the for the Rays. I actually hate it for the Dodgers. I think really interesting. I mean, you have a guy that has only thrown a hundred innings or more twice in his career. That's not even a big number. Like the he threw the and if anything, you're like he had a huge bump in innings from 2022 to 23, right? Like he is a colossal. Like he makes Jacob Degrom look like an Iron Man, right? Like that's who he is. Like. I, this is the exact move where if the Red Sox could have made this trade, I'm really glad they did not. Like, this is definitely not a guy super talented, but usually health doesn't get better as you get older, right? It's not like all of a sudden, like, oh, he shook off the injuries. Like, it, that doesn't often happen. If it does, great. Uh, he's really talented, but he's always fucking hurt. He's just always hurt. I know this and, isn't an exact comp, but you're kind of reminding me a little bit of remember Mark Pryor. Oh, yeah. Oh yeah, or Kerry Wood. You could say the thing about him too. Yeah, yeah. Mark Pryor's a great one. Yeah, is he's crazy yeah. talented. There's no no doubt he's crazy talented. It just for to give up the talent they gave up. I think you could have got you know they have enough offense. They have a lot of pitch. Like it's not the guy I would have identified for me. I'm I'm glad the Red Sox didn't make didn't get him. That's not what I want them to do. Now, do you think that them getting glass now affects them being suitors for Yamamoto, or do you think at this point it's like you were saying, Justin, that it's basically monopoly money? It it doesn't matter, if, 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 <laughs> dude. It doesn't matter. I, I mean, let's be honest. It's the Dodgers. Like I said, they're they're approaching they're approaching a billion dollars spent on their own on just players. And like, but why then? Why stop there? Just just get Yamamoto. I, I mean, you know, if if you're only paying Otani two million dollars a year, you're paying you know Glass now. I don't even know uh, what that would be in terms of AAV. Like, if I'm taking a stab at it, like in the twenties. Maybe something like 2022, 20, yeah. 25, something like that. I mean, that's, I that's 25 as well. Yeah. I mean, I mean, 25, I mean, that's, that's nothing, you know, for them, you know what I mean? Like, and as far as like, you know, bigger contracts, uh, they don't really, you know, they have Mookie Betts, they have, you know, Freddie Freeman and that's, that's pretty much it. But for a team that magnitude, I, I mean, why not go get Yamamoto? And they've been in every single report I've seen on Twitter. They have been mentioned in everything. So I, I think, you know, where there's smoke, there's fire. And I think if they're going to go this deep into things, they might as well just, you know, 
just make a mockery out of it and the whole thing and just you know fuck everybody else let's just let's just fucking do it you know so i i don't think they're out on yamamoto at all i really don't i don't i don't think they're out either and how often do you see those super teams really come together and win it all like hardly fucking ever so the yeah, truth right. really is sign everybody like you know and then you know when you lose in the, you know look i love dave roberts for for the steel gotcha but when you lose in the first round and you're out real quick you know it happens all the time like a team baseball is a really weird sport man you have to have enough grinders vets hungry vets guys that have won it it's not just put them all together like that's that's more nba style right you know like put the stars together and then you'll win that's now baseball's one it really isn't and and for years we've seen that it's i mean the 2011 red sox were a great team to look at like they had no holes in their and their their the roster like they were perfect on paper until they weren't right so like sign them yeah i mean cool do whatevs but the odds are it ain't gonna work out too well so there's a team that i i heard some comps to the 2013 red sox this week i heard a lot of red sox fans saying that they're jealous of them that's the uh the, the the big market Kansas City Royals who uh, went and signed yeah. uh, Seth Lugo, Michael Waka, and Hunter oh, yeah. Renfro. So two guys, two ex Red Sox, and a guy that was linked to the Red Sox at points, and that goes with Will Smith and Chris Stratton. So they've got some uh, they've got some guys. There was actually some talk that they were offered. There was a deal that could have potentially happened where they were going to send uh, first baseman Vinny. Pasquatino to the Marlins for uh, Jesus Lazardo, and then they were like, "No, we'll just sign Waka," which is interesting because um, Pasquatino had like a labrum injury, and those are pretty flaky. So they must they must be pretty confident that the bat's going to come back with him because Lazardo's legit. Um, what, what do you guys think of uh, the the full throttle Royals going uh, building a rotation, bringing in a, a veteran outfielder like Renfro, getting some uh, reliable? Uh, veteran relievers. What, what do you think? They had to have a go at the AL Central. Uh, Brady, you start on this one. Yeah, yeah. man. Like, yeah. like what the what, you know? Who is their big comp in the AL Central? Like the Twins have done like nothing. They lost Sonny Gray. You're know, like, it's a wide open AL Central. I don't think that they're you know if it works. I get the 2013 comps. Um, I'm not necessarily saying I'm envious because. Boston Red Sox. I'm envious the Red Sox are not in the AL Central, um, but I, I didn't really. We weren't. Seth Lugo should make or break the Red Sox offseason, uh, nor do I think he would. But I like a team that's got some good young players. It really does. It's got some veterans like Salvador Perez, um, and if Grinky you know stays on, like like you have a mix, you have a chance in AL Central for sure um, to to go and make some noise. Why the hell not? Like cool. Have fun. If it doesn't work, trade them. Bobby Witt's only going to get better, so you do have that centerpiece. But uh, what, what do you think, Justin? Yeah, I, I think that division is wide open, to be honest with you. I, I think it's a lot of, you know, at any given point that the whoever came in first place in that division can come in last place in the in the following year and vice versa. I mean, we've we've seen, you know, um, a, a bunch of years ago, the A's, who everyone thought was going to be a 60-win team, they ended up being, I think they were hovering around 500 one year. And, I mean, I – or no, I'm sorry. It was the other way around. It, everyone thought that they were going to be around a 500 team, and then they ended up going – I think they were in the wild card game with the Yankees. So whatever year that was. I think that was 2017, I'm pretty sure. Maybe. Right. Whatever. 
you 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 see these teams, and a lot of times the the smaller pieces can equate to a winning culture. Um, they have a really good core too. I, I mean, we we talked about you know Pasquatino, uh, Wit. They also have uh, Melendez, who's who's pretty good too. And they have Salvador Perez. They have you know that 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 veteran presence. Um, they see that they needed a lot more starting pitching. Um, and they, you know, in a very small market way, they did what they wanted to do. Um, you know, they are, I think a lot more, they're a very more complete team than I think a lot of people give them credit for. And, um, maybe it'll equate to wins or maybe it'll equate to trade pieces, you know, when, when that time comes. So, I mean, I think they're doing a pretty good job. They made one of the better low-key moves uh, at the – like, it was a bit before the deadline, actually. I believe it was the Ereldis Trapman trade, but they got Cole Raggins uh, off of Texas, who's was kind of their ace for the rest of the season, the Royals. Uh, between with him and with Lugo and Waka and maybe Brady Singer can bounce back or something. I mean, yeah. That's, yeah. It's I, – I, 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 that's got to be going to be a fun team to follow, I think, because you really can – I can see them. You guys have talked me into it. I was a little bit like, so what before? But now – yeah, you know what? Yeah. Rooting for the Royals. They're my AL Central team this year. There you yeah. go. You never know. So never know. do you guys have anything else that you want to talk about before we jump into pick a side? Um, no. I mean, I think – I think – uh. You wanted to go off on 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 Pat Penn a little more, or no? You're good on that. I'm I'm good. I'm good, man. Oh, okay. <laughs> okay. No, I'm good too. I think I think you covered everything. So we covered everything. And, and I just want to ask you real quick. Yamamoto goes first off. Where do you think he ends up? Which is that like, uh, where like do I you think have a Yamamoto crystal ball? Ends up. Oh man. Yeah. Give me. I don't care about money. I want to know years and team course no one knows right but like if you were if you're gonna do it right now okay do you want my heart of hearts on this yep uh, i'm gonna say 330 million 12 years with a lot of opt-outs and boston red sox and i actually mean that on red sox because they need him most and i think henry just from how just reading the tea leaves and maybe i'm completely off on this but this feels more like dice game than it does andrew bogarts okay. and not just because he's japanese yeah I, I I think um I think they will ultimately I think I think Steve Cohen is just gonna over massively overpay and make it work and get him to the Mets. They also desperately need him. And I mean Steve Cohen just has all the money in the world to offer him. And it I mean, you know, you could throw in opt opt-outs, you can throw in, you know, years, I would probably say, I don't know, twelve. Let's just say 12. They're going to offer him 12 because Steve Cohen just doesn't care, you know, in a good way. You know, like he he wants the guy and, you know, listen, Yamamoto is now eating rump roast with Steve Cohen, you know, like all these dinners. They're going to add up, you know, so we don't we don't whatever we don't can't forget about the dinners with Steve Cohen, you know, so those those might matter. But, um, yeah, I think he, he ends up with the Mets ultimately. What do you Our think, parts. Grady? I got him with the Mets as well. I, I just think when, when Steve Cohen – Sets his sights on something. No, no one can really hang with him in terms of a, a bidding war. I, you know, I, I think no one really can. Um, but I don't know who needs him more because, like, the Mets really do need him. But Kodai Senga really, oh, the Red Sox are Brian Bayo, which is really exciting, right? So, like, they're both in a very similar spot. I feel like you know the Mets and the Red Sox both really need him. Um, 
it's interesting because you know he's he's got a, a countryman on, on both teams, um, owners that are both motivated. Um, I just think, uh, but then again, you know, in New York, the Mets are definitely the second team in New York. They are not the premier. I live in New York. The Mets are not. It's not a one A one B thing. It's 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 not. Um, I don't know. That may be something too because I know I'm not really playing on the squad. I don't see him with the Yankees. I still think he ends up with the Mets. Um, that's yeah. I think he goes on that. I'm just going to make a counter to about the Mets always getting their man. They tried that. They got Justin Verlander. They got Max Scherzer. They tried just throwing money at everything and getting the most expensive guy. And what ended up happening? They had to sell them for prospects. And we've also heard that this this team isn't this Mets team isn't going to be at all in next year. They are giving it till they're kind of taking a year to reload. Mm-hmm. Now, you can say, and this is a completely valid argument, that it doesn't matter with Yamamoto. This is a guy that if you get him, you get him and you worry about it later. So that could play into it. But he might be, you know, we're saying this with Steve Cohen, that he's like, he always gets his man and everything. Maybe he gets a little trigger shy, you know? Maybe he has a little bit of remorse for being a little too aggressive with some of these guys. Maybe he's scared that Yamamoto, shit, he hasn't pitched in the States yet. What if he's more Keigawa than... uh, than um, Kodai Senga, you know? Like, maybe he doesn't want to go those extra years. Maybe he doesn't want to go over what he's comfortable with. So, we'll see. I wonder if the success of Kodai Senga actually motivates him and goes, see, I should have spent on the on a younger guy. My mistake was going on the aging veterans. That was my mistake. I'm not going to do that again. Let me get a good young guy because that worked out pretty darn well the first time. Let me do it again. And we're still not going to be contenders next year. But now I got my my two horses, right? I, I'm ready to go, and we'll build it out past that because they made some really nice trades there at the deadline. Like they they fixed the diff- that farm system quick. The difference yeah. there though is that they got Kodai Senga on such a discount because there was there was like the injury risk with him. You're not get you're not getting Yamamoto at a discount. You're getting Yamamoto at the highest he's ever going to be. So and, it's and that's it, the it, high it, it, yeah, refusal of making signings that drove me absolutely bonkers because what was it a five year deal for Sanga? And it was like money that was very reasonable. Uh, that one, that one stinks, you know, like because you know, that would have been really nice. We'd probably be talking, we were in a whole different spot if Sanga was on this team right now. But we had Corey so Corey. okay, so a five year deal for Sanga is fine. But a thirteen million, a thirteen year deal for Yamamoto yeah, yeah, isn't. Yeah, the the guy the Correct. guy with the proven track record of of not being able to stay healthy. But then you know Yamamoto, who has had healthy seasons in the past so far in his entire career, that's the guy we want to stay away from. I'll take a five year deal from a guy that can get banged up over a thirteen year deal yeah. on almost any pitcher. Yes. Yeah. It's, it's an I mean, I, listen, I. I yeah, I I can't argue with it. At least you're consistent. That's 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 what I like. I, I, at least you're 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 consistent. So can't argue with it. If they sign, I would be like, fuck yeah. You'd be like, let's yeah, go. But. Yeah, Let, yeah. Let's be honest. It, it, initially, if if the Red Sox sign him, two things are going to happen. One, you're going to be happy about it. Sure, you will be happy about it. You know what I mean? Yeah. Like that's that's overall. And then we'll start getting into oh my god, the years. Oh my god, the money. But we got the guy. And two, I think the narrative changes so much if John Henry outbids Steve Cohen, the narrative about the Red Sox, you know, because then it's like, it's like, you know, John Henry, maybe he doesn't spend all the time. He's not like, this isn't the wild, wild West in spending, but you know, when he wants the guy, he will go to the top of the mountain in order to get him. But like Ed says, it doesn't matter unless it happens. So 
you know, we'll see. Here, here. Yeah. And on that note, we're going to play uh, some pick aside stupid to wrap this show up. Uh, as you guys, if you've been watching thus far, know, I'll explain it to you, but um, I'm going to ask you guys some questions and they're very binary questions. There are only two possible answers. You do not get to, you, I, I, we're going to do it a little different today. We're going to alternate one person in each round for the first four. One of you picks, then the next guy picks. If there's a tie going into the last question, then I will pick. But um, you guys have a minute to prove your case to me, the judge. I am your god here. I will decide who wins and who loses. So for the first question, um, who is who would you prefer the Red Sox to trade? Roman Anthony or Marcelo Meyer? And uh, because this is something that Brady and I have been talking about uh, pretty frequently, I'll let him have first pick on this. Okay. Thank you very much. Uh, I would rather trade Marcel Meyer. Yep. Okay. Uh, a, a, Make your case. A guy, get, a guy that gets banged up, we're seeing already, you know, he gets banged up. Red Sox have tons of middle infield prospects uh, where we're kind of moving around. Uh, the one thing they develop really well are middle infielders. Like that's that's not really the issue for them. Uh, Roman Anthony has been nothing short of just, he's just progressing. It's just, it's the trajectory is going up, 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 uh, staying healthy, looking good, looking strong. Red Sox don't have a lot in the way of the outfield. We're looking at it. It's all patchwork, this and patchwork that, uh, Trevor story showed he can play a great shortstop. Um, so we're kind of covered. I don't want to trade either, but if I had to Roman Anthony feels like a much safer bet to stay healthy and be successful for longer. All right. And just so- Robert Anthony. So I'm arguing to trade in order to advocate to trade Roman Anthony, right? Yes. I just want to get that of the right. two, yeah, right. okay. Anthony's the one that you, you're advocating he, to trade him. Yeah. Um, I think I think Roman Anthony's potential as of today is a lot higher than uh, Myers is as of today. That could change in a couple months. Um, but I think I think as far as value goes and what teams see in a guy like Roman Anthony, he's an outfielder. He just he's he's he has the potential to be a five tool player. He and he just he he has it. You know what I mean? Like you look at a guy like him, you look at a player like him, and you can tell like that is gonna be a major leaguer, like no matter what. And I think a lot of teams covet that a lot more than Meyer, who already has a, some red flags. So I, I just I think I think the value there, and I mean a lot of other teams, a lot of other scouts, a lot of other you know publications, they already rank Roman Anthony or about to rank Roman Anthony a lot uh, uh, as the number one overall prospect for the Red Sox. So I, I think I think you use that helium to kind of bring you to heights that you know I mean you can get a Corbin Burns, you can get you know I mean it's a fucking stretch and a half, but you could. Talk about getting a Luis Robert if he's available. That trade centers around Roman Anthony, and I don't think it really centers around Marcelo Meyer. Good points, both of you, but I'm going to give the round here to Ryan Brady. So, Brady, you get point number one. I'll take it. Now, you you get to rebuttal here with our second Red Sox question. There's uh, The Red Sox had two really good late inning relievers this year in uh, Kenley Jansen, somebody who's a borderline hall of famer and Chris Martin, who uh, he had a 1.05 ERA. Like dude walked like eight people the entire season. It was a crazy good year. Which one should be closer to start the 2024 season? Justin. 
So I'm going to go with uh, Kenley. Um, I will say that Chris Martin had the much better year. I'm not disputing that. But I do think that being in the ninth inning, I do think being in that safe situation, that closer role, it's 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 different. And Kenley showed Kenley. He's he's shown that he can do it. He's shown that he can be dominant in it. I think the the milestone last year kind of threw him off his game for about a month or so. Um, he won't really be looking at any sort of opportunity for a milestone. I don't think in 2024. So I think his he'll, his focus will be there a lot more than it was maybe uh, in this last year. Has uh, you know a, a year in Boston under his belt. Um, and I, I just think that, you know, uh, when I look at Chris Martin, he's had a, like, he had one of the best seasons ever for a Red Sox reliever. Will he do it again? I would probably bet not. Um, so if it's not broke, don't fix it. I think, uh, Kenley did a good job being the closer last year and I think he should do it again. Brady, your counterpoint. Oh, you sly vixen, Mr. Hand. Give me a, a closer question because you know how I feel about closers. Listen, if we're going to be honest, we know Kenley Jansen is has a, had a storied career. But Chris Martin's a better fucking pitcher. Like Chris Martin just mowed every fucking body down. Kenley Jansen was really good. And then when they got hot, he started to sweat. He had to sit down for a little bit. You got to get his walker going. You know what I mean? Like, he wasn't feeling right. His ERA ballooned up quite a bit. You look at the wars, they're not even close. Chris Martin was one of the best relievers in all of baseball, not just like, oh, he had a good stretch. He had a great fucking season off the heels of a great season the year before. Kenley Jansen is, was a little shaky with the Braves last year. Like when, when he left, the Braves fans were like, cool, bye. Red Sox, he had he had good spots, but like in the end, he really fizzled. Like, did you really feel confident? I know I didn't. But when Chris Martin came in, I was like, thank God. And if we learn anything from Matthew motherfucking Barnes, is that you need an actual closure to close <laughs> actual fucking major league games. And Chris Martin is just a guy you can put him in the first, fifth, eighth, ninth. It doesn't matter. You know what he does? He gets motherfuckers out. And he's a lead Sarah Coldplay. Way to go. That's my question. <laughs> so. Uh, th th you know, this was, I was expecting, uh, I was expecting this to be a good one, but I, I got to go Brady again here. Uh, Brady, you take the lead okay. two zero and uh, the ball is in your court now for this question. And that's uh, which is the better superpower telekinesis. So that's um, the ability to like lift things up with your mind okay. or telepathy, the ability to read minds, which would you prefer to have? I've been married for 20 fucking years, right? If I could read my wife's mind, do you know how much happier I would be? I don't mind. I walk miles every fucking day of my life. Getting up, just go, don't be that lazy, right? Go up, go get the thing, walk over. <laughs> I can't read her. She's Sicilian. I can't read that shit. I have no idea what is going through her fucking skull at all, ever. At any point, I can tell when she's angry. But that's it. Like, that's the only thing I can actually see and understand. So if I could read minds, plus I have a 15-year-old daughter, maybe I don't want to read minds because that. But, like, the truth is the looks I can get and the glares, oh, my God. And as a teacher, if I could know what, like, suits, oh, this would be amazing. Like, please. I love going for walks. So to go over and get something, lift. I work out. Oh, come on. That's what I do anyway. Let's go. <laughs> All right, Justin, why would you prefer to have telekinesis to telepathy? 
I I think uh, it doesn't matter if I can read someone's mind or not. If I can do, you know, if I could, if I could figure something out by, you know, solving a problem without needing to read anybody's mind, then I would be able to do that. I mean, you know, we've lived this life long enough not being able to read anybody's mind. And I think, uh, you know, to have that that physical power would be would be, you know, I, they'd probably throw me in fucking prison if they if, if they found out that I had that pr- that, that, that power. So, um, you know, if, if they if they if Brady, if they caught you and put you in prison, yeah, you'd be able to read their mind. But guess what, buddy? You're not getting out. I am. So <laughs> that's true. Fuck, I don't want to yeah. go in prison. <laughs> frame it like that. Great. Yeah, if you if, if you if you see if you see cops coming at you, right, and it's like you know you don't have to read their mind to know they're gonna fucking arrest you if you do some stupid shit. You know what I mean? Like, and then and then you're you just fuck. No, up. but if I saw a cop and I read his mind and I was like, and he's like, I'm get that fucker. I'm like, whoop, I'm already out, right? Because I read your fucking mind that you're coming and looking at me. Boom. Justin just made me think of something really horrifying, which is being in jail and having telepathy. Yeah. So. Yeah. Because you're reading everybody's thoughts around you, and there's no implication if that's you can rough. turn this off or not, and you're in jail. Oh, yeah. You, what if you're you kind of pretty, Brady. That's all I'm saying. You're kind of pretty. Thinking of some nasty shit. Yeah. Oh. Yeah. I, I gotta go. I, I understand. You know, I like... I, your, your argument was, I think, the more entertaining, but but, uh-huh. but, but I'm a little scared now, so I'm, I've gotta go Justin <laughs> on this one. No, he deserves the point. Now I'm fucking terrified. Yeah. Now. Like, I don't yeah. want that. That's too much power, and it's power I don't want. Uh, also, Justin, you missed this one, right? Like, you get yeah. the point, but, like, balls, like, it is high. It is far. It is way back. You're like, oh, Sox can lose. You're like... That baseball is coming back in, and all of a sudden, <laughs> right? You know, all of a sudden, Bill Buckner, that play never fucking happens. You know what I mean? Aaron Boone. No, you're right. I yeah, I know, and and that's that. I, that's I don't know if I would be able to 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 handle that or not. Honestly, I gotta be honest. I don't think I would. <laughs> I'm I'm Don't reading your mind right now. Power. You could not handle it. I'm reading your mind. You couldn't handle it. <laughs> yeah, but I'd like to try. So. I understand. I understand. <laughs> All right. The point great. goes to Mr. Justin. Uh, that brings well us deserved. to question four. Another, um, another, this is another superhero question, but it's a little more on the nose. Uh, who's the better super? Which billionaire playboy is the better uh, superhero, Iron Man or Batman? Who goes first? Me? Uh, yeah, mm-hmm. you're, this is yours on this one. Iron Man or Batman? Um, I am probably going to say Iron Man because he is as rich as Batman or probably richer. And he's also smarter. And I mean, Batman is a lot of things, but he's not a genius like uh, like Tony Stark is. Uh, I, I think I think that that combo is just better than just being plain filthy rich, to be honest with you. Um, as far as like in a fight, I, you know, Batman can't fly. Batman, if he gets shot in the head, you know, I mean, okay, he's done. He's done. If you if you shoot Iron Man, you know what I mean? Like, like nothing happens, you know? He'll he'll blast he'll blast you to fucking pieces. So I gotta go with my man Iron Man for sure. I'm Mr. really glad you picked. I'm really glad you picked Tony Stark. Like, I'm, I'm thank you very much. Because in the end, what happens, yo, know, to Bruce Wayne? He just 
has a great life. Like he, he, he does what he wants. He, he, he sleeps with who he wants to sleep with. He makes a lot of money. He does what mm-hmm. the fuck he wants to do. Fights crime and shit like that. Tony Stark dies. Bruce <laughs> Wayne lives like that's in when it's all said and done. You know, you have a guy like pseudo armor flying around. Great. Whatever. That's a man's man, Bruce Wayne. He's going around. He's got a fucking utility belt. That's what he's got, right? You got all these contraptions and shit like that. He's got a grappling hook and like he's doing crazy shit. He's got a Batgirl. She looks good, right? You know, he's got Batgirl. He's got a sidekick. Tony Stark has no sidekick. Like, if he doesn't need one. I don't either. Bruce Wayne, I'm just trying to pave the way to the next generation because I'm paying it forward. And I live like that's when all said and done, I get to go home at the end of the day to my mansion. I don't die. Yeah. I think so, he does die. Bruce Wayne. He, there's so many different canons. He has, and he has to die. I, they, he has, he has to die. I'm, I'm reading I'm his mind. He doesn't die. He doesn't die. He lives forever and he just he just wakes up on the beach and he's like he's a little sore. He's beat the shit out of people like oh, he's sore. Superheroes don't get sore, dude. Okay. Oh, he's a little sore. You know why he didn't die? Because he wasn't fighting fucking Thanos. Okay. (laughs) Iron Man was. Because Batman can't go to space. You know why? Because if he went a little bit above the ozone fucking layer, he dies. Mm -hmm. He has to breathe. Iron Man doesn't need that shit because guess what? His suit is too good. You know what I mean? Or if they took a spaceship. I don't fucking remember. (laughs) I I don't remember. Brady has made the case for Bruce Wayne being superior to Tony Stark. However, the question was who is the better superhero? Iron Man. Oh, Man. Well, so point goes to Iron Man. Damn it. Let's go. I, it Let's go. Totally, it's totally Iron Man. It's I'm totally actually happier that I'm winning the superhero ones than I am the baseball ones, to be honest with you. Well, then it's going to be interesting <laughs> when you find out uh, the last question because it is neither superhero nor baseball. This is to break the tie here. This is the most inquest- important question you're going to answer tonight. And I get to pick uh, for each of you. Would you rather walk in on your parents having sex or have them walk in on you having sex? You get to pick our answer, right? I get to, I get to pick which one you're uh, supporting there. So, uh, uh, Brady, you're going to have... Uh, you're you're, you're, you're going to walk in on your parents having sex. And Justin... Your your parents are gonna walk in on having on you having sex. Okay, this is what you'd rather have. Um, and I'm gonna let Brady uh, uh start. You get the first one. You've walked in on your parents having sex, Brady. Why is this preferable to them walking in on you having sex? That's awesome. Are you kidding me? Like, you know what kind of material I'm gonna have? I can just like make fun of my parents forever. I just I mercilessly be like, yeah. Way to go. Plus, I might learn something. I'd be like, oh, shit. I didn't know that's what that was for. Like, the older generation paying it forward. I'm like, that's what you do with that? I didn't know that. Like, I don't fucking know. Like, I'm going to go in there. I'm going to walk in. Yes, it's going to be gross. It's going to be fucking horrible. But you know what? That's also, like, the making of me. Right? Like, now I'm like, oh! Like, I could have been there. But now it kind of, like, it tells the whole story. You know what I mean? Like, I'm like, oh, okay. Like, I'm all with, like, that's how the little Red Sox fan, that's how he was made. Like, then I get to know all that. So now it kind of completes the whole story. 
I learned something. I have a couple good jokes about things. And uh, I'm, I'm just a better person for it. I really am. Thanks. I'm glad you brought it up. <laughs> that is, I'm I, okay. So we're we're just I'm just gonna I'm just gonna try and focus on me right now. Uh, I, I I think I think uh, in 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 Brady's position when you walk in and you see the act actually happening. Uh, mm -hmm. In 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 my when it's you know when when the roles are reversed, I, I'm not seeing what's really happening. I just look up and you know listen. I'm I'm doing the damn thing. You know what I mean? Like and it's like you know hey, can you give me a minute here? And then that's it. They're the ones that have to deal with something that might be you know. Uh, dare I say traumatizing if they see it and I'm just like you know hey sorry about that you know what I mean like but and then they also get to realize that their son is an aversion so I think that's pretty fucking cool this that's it that's it I mean there's there is nothing good about 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 anything in, in Brady's position at all I'm sorry like there's just there's no justifying that that is that is just yes. horrid horrible <laughs> It's an amazing experience. You learn so no, much. There's no. history. You're not going There's... in there with a fucking notebook and taking notes and shit. That's not the first thing <laughs> on your mind, man. You know? <laughs> oh, yeah. I'm there going like, hey, dad, way to go, man. Oh, yeah. High fives. Mm -hmm. You're measuring mm -hmm. with the protractor and shit. Like, what angle yeah, everybody's... Like... Yeah. <laughs> I'm learning stuff. Like, listen, you every, yeah, every, yeah. Oper every experience in life is a learning opportunity. And that gives yeah. me a chance to learn. Yoga. I guess. I guess. I, I don't. I, hey, man. The, the only thing I'm, I'll say is that that will be burned in your brain for the rest of your life, as opposed to mine. I don't think would be that bad. I really don't. You kiss your mother with that mouth? <laughs> yeah, I do. <laughs> <laughs> I. Th this is this is a very difficult one to pick. I kind of wish there was a more decisive one with this, but uh, you both make as good points as possible, but I think I gotta go Brady on this because Brady somehow had optimism on something that he had no business having optimism on, and I've been, people have been telling me I'm super negative lately, you know, like, I'm, I'm just tired of that. Like, I, I, I want the optimism, so... A lot of optimism and right away optimism too. It was almost like, yeah, you like didn't it. really have to think about that. You weren't no. like, you didn't have to like get over your yourself. You were just like, all right, this is how this I is fucking, cool. it's the greatest thing. That ever yeah. Fucking yeah. Uh -huh. yeah, this is fucking uh -huh. awesome. I wish I'm going to do it again too. <laughs> is it every Saturday? Oh, listen, I cheat every, you got to learn something, right? You know, like that's it. I would fucking, I, I now that did happen. That was fucking horrible. Like that, that was, that was one of the most traumatic moments of my fucking life. Although Wait, I got to really be honest. did happen. Yeah. I totally walked into my parents. That, How that old were happen. you? Uh, probably 12, 13, something like that. Oh my God. That's no so fucking yeah. wonder. He had the answer ready to go, dude. Uh -huh. That answer yeah. was in, that answer was in the fucking holster. I didn't stand a chance. Yeah. But I didn't learn shit. All I learned was like knock on the door. Right. You know, like that's what I learned. Like, yeah. I learned was yeah. the knock on the that's door. True. I was learning my father can move faster my... than I thought. That if I thought he could. <laughs> I never walked out of my parents, but I do remember one time I had some friends over and we were playing like Nintendo, whatever. And we started like the, the, like the living room was located directly under my parents' bedroom. And we just start hearing this like. <laughs> they're, they're for like five straight minutes and none of us move and it stops. And one of my friends just goes, Hey, go Eddie's dad. 
Mr. Hand with the Rhythm. That's fucking awesome. That's great. So the winner. No, it was traumatic. I didn't like it, but it happened. And, <laughs> and you know, I'm here. I'm here. I'm starting to regret my choice of making Brady the winner now, but I, 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 I'm, you know, like it's it's been done. Uh, Brady, Answers you move in. into yeah. first. You move into first place on the leaderboards at two Love and it. one for your record. You'll have next week off. Yeah, good, good. I need a week, a week to breathe. Uh, Justin, <laughs> I, I agree with all your answers. They were great. Um, uh, a Thanks, lot man. of fun. Uh, brought brought yeah. the energy. It was great. All right. So does Eddie, yeah. that's gonna be that's gonna be it for our show today. Unless anybody has anything they want to add. I'm good. All right. Well, it's a nice way to end the podcast. And that, that yeah. What question. a what a thing that you're gonna what what podcast are you guys gonna look up after that? Like, are you gonna? I think there's one called like My Dad Wrote a Porno. <laughs> that seems like it might be a little similar to this. So uh, I'll give them some free advertising if you've made it this long. But uh, we'll be back next week, hopefully with. Uh, with some Yamamoto stuff to talk about, uh, or some Jordan Montgomery, or fucking something. Uh, <laughs> yeah. Anything. <laughs>